Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Noah Ronan, who is a certified executive coach, speaker, author, and coffee lover. Noah, how are you doing? I'm good. I have my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and some of the things you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Hmm, For fun. Um, So I'm an executive coach and leadership coach. And I help people to create the change they care about. And that's what I'm excited about. And um, that's, that's really my focus. And I do that with leaders, social leaders. Um, you mentioned that you love to help people find their dreams and create their dreams as a community. Uh, so I love working with people like you, people that care about something that is beyond money. Money is important, but there is something beyond that that is connected with values. So those are the people I work with for profit and not for profit and their teams. And it's really fulfilling to see that a lot of people care about doing something that is beyond, I call it beyond leadership. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And when you're not really helping people create the change that they care about, what are some of the things that you're doing in your personal life? Just mm. So first I'm a mother to three kids. Um, um, so one God of them is you. in college. So, <laughs> so there, there is supporting them on their path. And it's interesting to see that because there is a lot of stress of who I want to be, who I, I not who I want to be, but who I should be. Uh, so I see that as a mother and I'm trying to help them look beyond as a mother. And when I don't do the um, support of others, as you, you asked me about, um, because being a mother, being a wife, being a you know, daughter, all those different things, it's a lot about giving. Um, I love to run and be outside in nature. I find that nature really nurtures me. And um, in the last few years, I love writing. I just love to go to coffee shops. You know, the pandemic really got in my way a bit with that. But for me, sitting in a coffee shop and writing is something I really enjoy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. Do you have something in particular you like to write? Is it like journaling, leadership books, fiction novels? Uh, not, not fiction novels, not yet. I'm not there. I thought I will be that kind of an author when I was um, 19, but I put it aside and I did wrote a book beyond leadership. And part of what probably we'll discuss today is that um, I'm starting to cook a new book, not a cooking book, but I'm, I'm cooking a new book in my head right now. So when I finished my first one, my husband said, okay, so where is this? When, when is the second one? When, when are you going to write the second one? And I said, no way. I'm not writing another book, but (laughs) two years after, and I want to write another book. I have a cool idea. So yeah, it's funny. 
hearing about what you're cooking yeah. in your head. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's interesting, and I just will mention that for me, publishing the first book was um, a big win for myself. Um, I always wanted to write, and I put it aside, but. What I share with people when they feel stuck and lost is that writing is what brought me to where I am today. Uh, it started with being lost, moving from Israel to the US and not feeling fulfilled with my life. And in a moment of just feeling like nothing is working for me, I started blogging because blogging was then like podcasting today. And people really loved what I was writing about. And I wrote about being an Israeli mom in the US. It wasn't intentional to sell anything, to make it a business. It was just a creative outlet. It was a creative outlet for me. And people really liked that and reminded me that I am resourceful and creative and a whole person. And then they asked me if I can coach them. And that's really how I got into coaching after feeling really lost for almost five years. And the second round was when I started writing this leadership book and English is not my first language. So it was also always a thing and a, a, a limiting belief that I had that I cannot be as successful as I was in Israel because English is not my first language. And writing the book in English was the first time I looked at the that voice in my head that says, you're not good enough. And I said, I'm done with you. I published a book in English. I'm a speaker in English. I'm coaching in English. I'm being interviewed right now in English. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And I love how you just pushed through that limiting belief and you published. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. And so tell us a little bit about your motivation and all that and what got you up and kept you going when that limiting belief was kind of taunting you and even to this day with the coaching and everything. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a, that's a cool question. So I, I think the first, the first was just to, to start writing. And I feel like there was a lot of forcing myself to replicate the life that I had in Israel and have them in the US and just forcing the universe to be the way it was before. And the moment I released that force and started writing, something became more organic. It wasn't like everything was perfect. The voice was still with me. You're still not good enough in English because I wrote in Hebrew, my first language, not my second, my second language. But it started a different conversation in my head. And that conversation... I had to learn, and I also teach that to people, that there is that voice, which I call the saboteur, and many coaches call the saboteur, or the inner critic, or the gremlin, or uh, in spirituality, they even call it the mocking spirit. So there are lots of different names for that, that voice. And it's learning how to turn down that volume. And as you say, that that voice doesn't go away. I wish it, wa it, it were that voice of you're not good enough or why bother or whatever it is that people hear. It's, it's, you cannot get rid of it. But what you can learn is how to turn down the volume. And for me, it's bringing a different voice. And that voice was the free and uh, freedom. Freedom works for me. And that voice of freedom was telling me you can do that. It's possible. You did a lot of things in your life. 
And then it shifted to just keep going. As you ask me, just keep going. You know the way, just keep going. It's okay. Um, and it changed my rhythm from looking at the top of the mountain and, and mountain and saying, why am I not there? To looking back and saying, look, you walk that far. And, and it, it really shifted my mindset. I, love I hope it makes sense. And, and that's really the idea of the book I want to write. It's not to focus on the top of the mountain, but the progress we, we, have, we have went through. I hope I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> awesome. No, that sounds great. Well, tell us a little bit more about your dreams and goals. So we know the book you want to write is like yeah. helping people focus on the progress instead of the destination or the top of the mountain. What yeah. are some of the, your other dreams, goals, and vision for your life in general? So I have to say, I really love this question and moment of reality check with myself. I help so many other people achieve their dreams. And I was like, dreams, do I still dream? And yes, I do differently than before, but I do. So um, one is very personal is health. I do have uh, someone in our family with health issues. So I just realized how much just knowing that everyone in your family is healthy. Um, I'm not going to go unless you want to go there, but I, that's, that's really a huge dream of mine just to see everyone healthy. Um, so, yeah. So that's one thing that is more personal Two other ones is since I'm in that leadership space, I find that a lot of leadership programs are more about the theory and less about what I call the being. It's more about doing leadership and less about being a leader. And I really want to create a program that focus on the ideas that I work with leaders and create a local program, not like this international big program, but a local program where I bring local leaders and connect them and help them learn from each other and see their full potential. And this is a dream that I have for a while, a few years. And, and I'm going to say something interesting about that. It's a yes, but not now, if it makes sense. Um, I learned that sometimes you need to say yes, but not now. It doesn't mean that I don't do anything about this dream, but I'm taking it slow and I'm okay with that, which means that when I talk with people, I ask myself, can they be part of my dream? Are they going to be part of that leadership program that I'm going to create in a few years? So when I network, I do look at that person and ask myself, could they be my potential partners one day? And when I talk with my clients, I say, is this conversation can be, can be part of my, my program in a few years? And when I write a book, I know exactly what I want to be in that program. So it's yes. So I'm not acting on it right now, like every day working on that. But there is a lot of stuff that I'm looking at when I talk with people, when I do my work, when I work with my clients, when I work with teams and I'm collecting that. So it's the yes, but not now. And another dream that I have, it's not a dream, it's in, it's in progress. Um, but I just, again, had to put it a bit on hold because of the pandemic, but 
a few years ago, I found that I really don't enjoy networking experience. It's about, it's a lot about the, the decoration, as I call it, and less about the human being. Um, and I wanted to create something that is real, that is um, less, it's just real connection between human beings and something that is different. So I started walking masterminds. And those walking masterminds mean that business owners, leaders in the community come and meet first in a coffee shop, they get their coffee, and then they cross the street or go wherever. And we have a conversation as a group about the topic. And then I partner them with a person they don't know. And they go for a mile or two of a walk with that person having questions they discuss. And I create that connection, human connection outside in nature. And people come back so energized and excited. You can't stop them talking with each other. And they create deeper relationships. And it happens in nature, which I find that is very creative and helps us look at things differently and get ourselves out of the computer screen and being inside and inside with ourselves and our thoughts and just get a new perspective. So I started doing that and I actually trademarked that uh, idea. And really what I wanna see is that in each city, there is that kind of a group with leaders that just take the system that I created and run with it with their community. So I, I want to I, I want to see just more of those and people come. It's just amazing. They come in every weather, whether if it's like 30 degrees outside or 100 degrees, I'm in North Carolina and it's exciting. And one of the things I really wanted is to take it to a place where it's really diverse. Again, I'm not from the US and diversity became something that I'm excited about and I care about. And every group that I create is diverse. And I felt that uh, that specific group was not. And I wanted to create something that is more diverse in our community and bring men and women and, and different cultures and different languages. And just really when you want, when you feel stuck, you want to talk with another person that see life differently than yours. And, and that's something that I truly believe in. Um, so, so that's, that's kind of like my, where I want to take my dream, see those groups are very diverse. And, you know, there are, there are, I see a lot of women group and I love that. And I hate that. I'm going to use the word hate because I want women to talk with men and I want men to talk with women. And I, I don't see that enough. So I want to create something when we learn to speak with people who are different than us and we need help. And I find that the structure that I have crafted help people that can be very different from each other, have a wonderful conversation and come back and say, oh my gosh, that was cool. Yeah. I didn't know I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think it is a fantastic idea. And I'm also sure we'll see it in every city before we know it, because it's such a great concept. Well, awesome. Yeah. Uh, are there any other dreams, goals, bucket list items that you want to talk about? Um, you know, there are like travel here, travel there, live in Spain for six months, but it's, it's you know, yeah. right now I'm going to put it on the shelf. It's less important. Um, yeah. 
I, I think the, I, yeah, it, it was interesting when I, when I looked at those questions, I said, I actually feel like I'm living a lot of, you know, kind of like the dream, which for me is just feel peaceful. If it makes sense, not have that restlessness that I used to experience. If there are business owners that listen to me, probably they understand what I'm talking about. There is that restlessness of, I want to know that I'm there. I want to know that I get the clients. I want to know, you know, there was like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And learning to manage that voice that, yes, you, I want to create. Yes, I want to do more. I want to create ripple effect. Uh, it, I care about that, not just for the ego, um, but I also craved feeling quiet in my head, not having that restlessness. And I have to say that if there is one thing I am grateful for the pandemic, that I received that gift of peacefulness. And even though I go through challenges in my life and there are obstacles in my life, that voice is not loud anymore, that, that restlessness. So that what's next. Mm, gotcha. Yep. I love that. That's something I often am praying for. I talk about, I'm Christian. And so mm. I always talk about um, that scripture in the Bible where it's like, um, Jesus like is, I'm trying to quote it specifically. My peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, nor let them be afraid. It's something like that. That might be a paraphrase, but anyway, it's like, yeah, peace of Christ. Yeah, um, man. So a few years ago, I envisioned myself sitting in a chateau or something in Europe in the garden outside and just feeling that peace in my heart. And I think beyond everything else, knowing that I will have that was really what I was dreaming of. And, and I feel like when you have that, everything else looks different. Um, the bucket list, the dreams, the family, the, the money. Um, yeah. So, so, so that's, that's where, where I am. I feel more peaceful without that's what next. And it was really hard because I'm an ideator. I have ideas all the time. So it, it just feels, I learned how to kind of like sometimes say yes, but not now. Or um, do I really need that? For example, with speaking, I realized when I started doing podcasting on the, during the pandemic that I love this much more than standing on stage and feeling disconnected from the audience. And it's not like I love the show, but it's my ego loves the show. What I really love is what we're doing right now. Yep. As having a conversation. And, and so I had to revisit that dream of a speaker and and realize that it's more about those smaller conversations that I can facilitate with people that I'm excited about and that we can really connect with each other. And I, I it can be in, it, it's still happening in a group setting, but it's in a group setting where I feel connected and not disconnected. So it was a moment to pause and say, is speaking is really what you want or is just just your ego want that? title on on your on your bio and and I realized it's it's my ego and I need to let go of that so it felt great just really great absolutely I love that I love that well awesome if there were one or two people that you could meet right now or one or two types of people 
that you could meet right now that would really help you take the next step towards really growing your walking masterminds or writing that book? If they could really help you with one of those two things, who would they be and how would they do it? I love Simon Sinek. I mentioned his name before. As I said, can I be more creative and think? I love Simon Sinek. Do you know him? Yep. Yep. Um, I think he could help me probably with my book. And I love listening to one of his interviews. He he wrote and he published another book last year. And he said, if I would write the book now, I probably will change a few things. And that's what happens when you publish a book and then you look back and you say, I should have probably done that better and that thing better. Um, He thinks so much out of the box. So at least I love, he takes ideas. What's interesting about Simon Zinek, the ideas he share, a lot of them are not his ideas, but the way he packaged them and share them with people is so interesting that you want to keep listening to him. So I would love just to sit with him and learn how he does that and sit in, in his, you know, just see how he crafts those ideas and how he thinks and, and how is he as a human being. So, so that's someone that probably, and I, I think who, who will be someone that will make it more actionable? I don't know. I need to think about that. So, so I will take that and, and really think about that, Tim, Tim, Timmy. You said Timmy, you like yes. to be called. Um, that's a good question. I'm going to think about that. So that's awesome. my homework. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's your homework. Also, if anybody in the crowd knows, Simon, is it Sinek? Simon Sinek? I, I'm still not sure. Everyone says that differently. Some people say Sinek. I think he's originally from, from the UK. So gotcha. Simon S. But I think it's Sinek. <laughs> gotcha. Well, if anybody knows Simon. We'll just go Simon. <laughs> he, he's a baller. And also, let's make the introduction and get her some FaceTime with him. Yeah, why do we save some? Simon, if you hear that, <laughs> call. There we go. There we go. Well, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals? That, that's a good one. I think it's, you know, what, what we talked about, how can you focus on human connection? That, that's the question I, I would like to bring. How, how are you focusing on human connection? How, when you talk with another human being, you focus on them and not about transaction? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, so, so that's, that's the question I'm, I'm, going to keep it as this how can you how can you focus on human connection rather than transaction there we go there we go awesome now we're going to jump into our thriving three and so our first question is what's your favorite book movie or podcast pick one pick one i'm gonna say um atomic habits right now um probably a lot of people know that book james clear I hope I pronounce his name right. I found that working in that way with my clients, working in my life on goals, dreams is wonderful. It's rather than having big goals that you feel you can't achieve and frustrate you to to look at the atoms as, as those small things that you take 
And what I find is that rather than being up and down and up and down and up and down, you see more consistency with what you create and it just creates space. So I will give just a very simple example, coaching people remotely in the last two years, I sit a lot, I sit a lot. So I I wanted to shift that and I wanted a standing desk, but I wanted to see if it will work with my body. Do I like that? Do I hate that? And it took me almost four months to shift from, from sitting all day to standing a few hours a day. It can be four hours that I can stand while coaching, but it was very organic change with the ideas that come from, from atomic habits. And there are some other things. For example, I have my workout station outside my office. I have there my workout clothes. So I have no excuses not to do it when I leave my office and I have an hour or if someone canceled the session or I have an hour to just go out and do my workout. There are no, no excuses. Just put it on and go. Yeah. So, so my daughter said, it looks like chaos, mom, but you do have a system that works behind your craziness and chaos sometime. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's I, why I like this book. I love that. It, yeah. it helps you create habits that work and stay. Yeah. Atomic Habits is a great book. And mm-hmm. I really loved his four ideas of, um, I forget what the four concepts are, but it's like, make it easy, make it obvious, make it satisfying. And then I forget the fourth one. It'll make it something else. I truly can, I admit, I don't remember them, but what I do remember that it just, when you, when you break it down and make it s- small bites, it's what they say, how can you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So, so that's my experience. I take those goals. I make them small, small, tiny, and they work. They stay with me. So that's what I like. There we go. There we go. And what's one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, In the last few years, and I also teach that to clients, it can be something like acupuncture or massage or even Reiki. Um, What people don't know about acupuncture is that you can ask for a balance um, session. Just work on the balance in your body and it, it's not fun when they put the needles, but you just fall asleep. And that's awesome. Uh, you get into this really sweet, sweet while you're on that session. So for me, um, again, if people like me hearing that are in the profession of giving, I find that I need to manage my energy and it will be or going out to nature or doing something like that, that I'm being nurtured and balancing my energy. I'm really paying attention to my energy. I have to. Yeah, it's, it's a It's a want. It's not, it's, you know, it's a need, but it's not I should. It's something I make sure to do and not get into the place where it's too late. I think what most of us do is we get into that place where it's too late and then we start freaking out and doing all those things. But Again, if you know that once a month you have an acupuncture session or a massage, or you don't have to go every week, but if you go once a month, it's part of your, uh, it's kind of like taking care of your car, making sure you have the gas, you have the water. So it's the same way with my body and my my energy. I need to take those consistent um, habits in during the month, during the, you know, every month that I will have the energy that I need to keep going. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And what is one action step you can take right now to either meet Simon, <laughs> continue to grow your walking masterminds or take next steps on that book? So I, I will use the progress. I already took one step. I spoke with you and I, I, rather than saying, who knows, Simon, I said, Simon, if you hear me and I will tag Simon Zinek after our, I don't know, when we put that out there and we'll see if he's going to respond. Who knows? Um, so I, I learned that sometimes you have to be just brave and there. Um, yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> and I have one more question for you. It requires some pretext. So there are people in the world that, you know, have a fixed mindset, aren't willing to accept change, aren't willing to accept help. And then sometimes they die like that. And then there are people who were in that for some part of their life, you know, and then they change to like a growth mindset, accepting help, accepting change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that ch helps somebody change from fixed mindset, not accepting help, not accepting change to growth mindset, accepting help and accepting change? Wow, that can be just one, one hour conversation. <laughs> um, You, you said the one thing? Yeah, just in your opinion, or the catalyst, or maybe there are a couple of things that you want to mention and you can just rattle off a couple of things. So, so I, I think that there are people that have some mental health needs that don't allow them to be in a growth mindset. And I will just say, if there are coaches hearing me or people in the human business and you work with someone and they say, I'm going to do something and they come to the next session and they talk about the same thing again. And then they say, I'm going to do something about that because it really bothers me. And then they come in the next session and they are in that same place. So let's say I, I, I want to work on my money. I don't work on my money. I need to work on my finance. Da, 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 da. They come the next time and they say, I want to work my, my finance. I don't work on my finance. I want to work on my finance. So it's, it feels like you, you, you come from session to session to the same place. You don't move. It could be those people have depression. It could be that they have high anxiety um, and they just need a different support. Um, that cannot, we just cannot meet them where we are because they need a different support. So, so there are some mental health uh, needs that need to be met. And, and I, I don't believe people don't want to change. There is probably some, something there um, that, that gets in the way to do that. Because what I find, if there is not that limiting beliefs, we can change formulas, um, how we talk with ourselves. We can teach ourselves to talk with ourselves differently. Um, those voices, we can learn how to work with those voices. So the one thing I will say, probably mental health needs in different ways. Gotcha. And that, that's where we need to just step back and say, I will not be able to support that person. I can love them. I can, can find them the support they need if they want to support themselves. But if they don't, we need to step back. And I think that's what I learned from having someone in my family with health issues is that 
you can only sometimes, and I talk about it, there is the being and the doing. Sometimes the only thing you can do is be with someone rather than changing them because you need the change, not because they need the change, if it makes sense. When you see someone in pain, it becomes your pain. And then the question is, if what you're doing right now is to solve your pain because you see their pain, yeah. or can you just be next to them and let them figure it out? Because they can when they are ready. I love that. But sometimes we are fixing, fixing too early. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that answer. Yeah. Well, awesome. On that note, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? What is your dream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So my, I have two big goals, you know, um, financial freedom for myself and my family, and then spending the rest of my life making a huge impact in alleviating poverty around the world, really creating systems and connecting people around the world. So it's less a personal impact and it's more like creating systems, uniting people to act in a focused, unified, consistent effort towards allevi alleviating poverty. And so I see myself kind of like your walking masterminds mm -hmm. that my back screen is called it's left with love connected by choice. It's my nonprofit idea. And it's the idea that we're all, we all feel alone sometimes. And that loneliness can really, you know, take its weight on us. But so sometimes we feel like we're left here. We're just left here. But then when we realize we're left here with love, which is like the best thing on the planet in the universe, we can make a choice to be connected to other people. And that's the idea behind the nonprofit. And it's building community in cities across the world. Um, to act in a unified, consistent, focused effort in that city and internationally to kind of alleviate poverty, build wealth, and create abundance for everybody in the world. And so that's the idea I want to work towards for the rest of my life. And um, my specific role in that is kind of visionary because I love dreaming and like pushing the edges of reality for people. Mm. We think this is impossible, but how can we do it? Like, is there a way at all? Cause it's been done before on a small scale. How can we scale it type of thing? Um, and then also one-on-one -on -one coaching. Cause I'm a really big one-on-one -on -one guy, similar to yourself. I'm not a big talking in front of a group type of guy. So my role would be visionary and also one-on-one -on -one with people who are in my local area to like push them to bet on themselves push them to kind of live their ideal lifestyle and then help others do the same as well as just building that community that does that. So a lot of what this podcast is scaled, focused on poverty and then um, yeah, visionary. So those are my dreams and goals. Okay. So tell me if there is a way I can support you and I can definitely see how much you care about that. You truly the heart in the background that I don't know if people can see it depends if they see the video or listen to it. But of course, it's one-on-one, -on -one, but you're touching so many other people, you know, people who come from my community and might listen to this and 
people who find you and listen to that. So in that one of one on one, you you touch a lot of other hearts. And I have to say that one of the things that was so hard when I moved from Israel to the US is that sense of isolation or loneliness that you feel when you move from one place to another. And I remember a friend of mine saying, you just need one friend and the world will look differently. And it's so true. Sometimes all you need is just one soul that connects with you and the world just looks differently. And many times when I work with people who have some health issues, I will send them to volunteer. Because when we volunteer, we forget about ourselves and our loneliness and our um, obstacles and challenges. And we focus on other hearts that need our support and our help. Um, So thank you for facilitating that conversation. It's so important and people need that. Um, And it's so easy right now in the pandemic to be in that remote life. Life is simpler in many ways. And still people need connection. And every time I go out and I walk with a friend or I meet with a client in person, which I do once in a while, I can see my energy shifting. So human connection is important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I ultimately think it's the thing that really like you kind of alluded to it in your last question. You said sometimes the only thing you could do is be with someone. And it's like, sometimes people just need somebody to be with them until they are ready to take that change and just know that they're supported and loved when they are ready to take that change. And then they like go for it. Yeah. They're like, if they feel like somebody will stick with them and through all the adversity and stuff that they're about to hit, it's a lot easier to go on the journey. Yeah. So I, I love the human connection idea and everything for, you know, just life in general, life and the planet runs on human connection so yeah and we need to remember that we are also connected to this world the universe the the the, the nature not just human beings yeah so thank you for saying that yeah absolutely well there we go awesome noah thank you so much for coming on the show thank you timmy it was such a pleasure thank you for letting me dream for 44 minutes (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Noah had to say, you love what she does and you want to help her spread her walking masterminds or just um, pre-order her next book, make sure to reach out to her and how to contact her will be in the show notes. I believe the best way is her email address, but is there any social media or website that you want us to go to? Yeah, my social media handle is probably the easier. It's Noah, N-O-A, no age in the end. So N-O-A-R coach, Noah R coach. Every, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, but mostly LinkedIn or Instagram. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, there we go. There we go. So now we know how to connect with Noah. And as we always ask in this episode to one to two people, you know, need to hear this message, shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.